Let's take a moment to reflect on the feelings we get when we repent and become more like our Savior. As we listen to Elder Dale G. Renland explain the great choice of repentance, which has more capacity to change our lives than anything else we can do. The word repent connotes to perceive afterwards and implies change. In Swedish, the word is omvend, which simply means to turn around. The Christian writer C.S. Lewis wrote about the need and the method for change. He noted that repentance involves being put back on the right road. A wrong sum can be put right, he said, but only by going back till you find the error and working it afresh from that point, never by simply going on. Changing our behavior and returning to the right road are part of repentance, but only part. Real repentance also includes a turning of our heart and will to God and a renunciation of sin. As explained in Ezekiel, to repent is to turn from sin, do that which is lawful and right, restore the pledge, and walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity. Yet even this is an incomplete description. It doesn't properly identify the power that makes repentance possible, the atoning sacrifice of our Savior. Real repentance must involve faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith that He can change us, faith that He can forgive us, and faith that He will help us avoid more mistakes. This kind of faith makes His Atonement effective in our lives. When we perceive afterwards and turn around with the Savior's help, we can feel hope in His promises and the joy of forgiveness. Without the Redeemer, the inherent hope and joy evaporate, and repentance becomes simply miserable behavior modification. But by exercising faith in Him, we become converted to His ability and willingness to forgive sin. President Packer said, The atonement leaves no tracks, no traces. What it fixes is fixed. It just heals. And what it heals stays healed. He continued, The atonement which can reclaim each one of us bears no scars. That means that no matter what we've done or where we have been or how something happened, If we truly repent, the Savior has promised that He would atone. And when He atoned, that settled that. The atonement can wash clean every stain, no matter how difficult or how long or how many times repeated. The reach of the Savior's atonement is infinite in breadth and depth for you and for me. But it will never be imposed on us. As the prophet Lehi explained, after we're instructed sufficiently to know good from evil, we're free to choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediator of all men or to choose captivity and death. In other words, repentance is a choice. We can, and sometimes do, make different choices. Such choices may not seem intrinsically wrong, but they prevent us from becoming truly penitent and thus preclude our pursuit of real repentance. Instead of making excuses, let us choose repentance.
Through repentance, we can come to ourselves, like the prodigal in the parable, and reflect on the eternal import of our actions. When we understand how our sins can affect our eternal happiness, we not only become truly penitent, but we also strive to become better. Because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we have another chance. As the Savior explained, for behold, the Lord your Redeemer suffered death in the flesh, wherefore he suffered the pain of all men, that all men might repent and come unto him. Jesus Christ can forgive because he paid the price for our sins. Our Redeemer chooses to forgive because of his incomparable compassion, mercy, and love. Our Savior wants to forgive because this is one of his divine attributes. And like the good shepherd he is, he is joyful when we choose to repent. That was an excerpt from Elder Dale G. Renlund's talk, Repentance, a Joyful Choice. Thank you for taking a moment to reflect with us here on BYU Radio.